Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Bible's up, let's go. I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, speak to us now with clarity, speak to us with strength, speak to us with power. Correct us where we need to be corrected, check us where we need to be checked, challenge us however we need to be challenged, comfort us where we need to be comforted, give us courage where we need courage, give us clarity where we need clarity. We rebuke any distraction right now from us receiving your word. In Jesus' name, can I get you to make this declaration one more time? Say, there will be more in my next four. Let's go to work. So we're starting a brand new series today called Dynasty. What's a dynasty? It's on the screen. It's a sequence of rulers from the same family. Hear me. When you give your life to Jesus, you are what's called born again. Why is it called being born again? Because literally at that moment, what happens is God says, whatever natural bloodline you were in, whatever um, natural situation you were in, I change that and I bring you now into a new spiritual bloodline. See, whenever you're born again, this is one of the reasons why we are water baptized. Why? Because it's like a woman giving birth to a baby. Uh, you've got to uh, let the water break first. It represents water baptism. When we are born again, we come into a new spiritual family. And in that new spiritual family, here it is, we are a sequence of rulers from the same family. Which means I don't care what your natural bloodline was or was not. It doesn't matter when you come to Jesus because you, a brand new thing begins with you. When I get you to make this declaration, say, I'm the new dynasty. I yeah, it doesn't matter what happened in your bloodline. It doesn't matter that all the men in your family were a certain way. All the women in your family were a certain way. You dealt with poverty. You dealt with depression. You dealt with this. None of that matters when you come to Jesus. Why? Because God says, I'm bringing you into a new dynasty. And when I put you into my dynasty, you're not just here to pay bills, have babies, and die. When you come into God's dynasty, you are sent to rule and to reign and to conquer and to subdue. That's why some of you, you get frustrated with some of your circumstances because your circumstances don't match your rule and reign and conquering and subduing. But I need you to hear me. Your circumstances will change when you recognize who you are. See, sometimes your circumstances are just waiting on you to act like what it is that God made you. So sometimes certain situations will show up in your life to try to punk you, and you got to respond and say, wait a minute. Revelation 5.10 says he makes me a king and a priest. That means I'm spiritual and successful. I can pray and I can slay. I can give God glory and I can get the business handled. I need you to say, I'm both of them. I'm both of them. So we are literally a dynasty, got it? A sequence of rulers 
from the same family, and that's a spiritual family that we're in. Now, some other terms for dynasty are this, the word house. You've heard things like this, the house of thus and so, the house of Rothschild, for example. You've heard different things. This refers to dynasty. Another word for that is clan. Clan. Clan is another term for dynasty. And here's the last one. It is family. Check this out. Another word for the word dynasty is the word family. And guess what we're talking about today? We are family. Come on. Y'all don't know that song? I thought the 1115 would know that song. <laughs> now, listen, look on the screen. If you look at the series graphic, you will notice something. You will notice that the one leading the family doesn't look like the ones that are in the family. And why is this important to understand? Because, watch me, there is a difference between family and relatives. Somebody say there's a difference. In the 1950s in America, advertisers began projecting what was called the picturesque American family. It was a husband and a wife and two kids and a white picket fence and a mortgage and an automobile. And what they begin to do is they begin to tell Americans, this is what your family is supposed to be like. If your family's legit, your family looks like this. Why? Because they were trying to fill the newly created suburbs. But check this out. Jesus did not have the picturesque American family. And in fact, very few people in the Bible did because Jesus did what? He redefined family. So everybody look at me. You're not missing something because you don't have the picturesque American family. For many of you, watch me, maybe your family's blended. Don't think you're missing something. For some of you, maybe your family, watch me, it doesn't look like everybody else. And stop thinking something's wrong with yours because it doesn't look like the image you see on TV. Stop thinking something's wrong with yours because it doesn't look like the image you see on Instagram. I'm going to be honest with you, a lot of what you see on social media anyhow isn't real. Why? I have to pose in order to post, which means I had to get ready to show you something because that ain't what it already was. I need you to stop thinking you're missing something because you don't have the picturesque American family. For some of you, watch me, your family is not going to look anything like you. For my white folks, your family might be all black. For my black folks, your family might be all uh, uh, white or whatever. I need you to stop thinking you're missing something because it doesn't look like the image you've been sold. Because the image you were sold was nothing but a marketing ploy to sell you a house. So now you feel bad, watch me, that well, I can't get a house until I get married. You better go get you a 2.375% and get you a house. 2.375, it don't even make sense to pay cash if money that cheap. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Stop talking about, well, as soon as we have a kid, we'll be complete. No, y'all are already good. For my single people, stop thinking, I just need a boo. Baby, you better learn how to love you. Because if you don't learn how to love you, watch me, you'll never attract somebody that's able to. How would you know what loving you looks like if you don't even know how to love yourself? You will attract people that misuse you and abuse you until you learn how to love you. I need you to lay your hand on yourself and say, I love me some me. I Tony Braxton said, I love me some him, but you need to reverse that thing and love you some you. Even if you're married, wives, learn to love yourself. Even if you're married, husbands, learn to love yourself. Single people, learn to love yourself. So don't think you're missing something. Because you don't have the picturesque American family. And here's what people will try to do. When y'all gonna give me some grandbabies? Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. Here's what folk will do. When you gonna get married? You need you a wife. No, you need you a life. Because what you think, you think that life begins when you get married. Baby, I've been living. Y'all ain't talking to me. You need you a husband. 
Y'all need to get y'all of this. You need to realize that what your family looks like may not be what my family looks like. And watch me, and I'm good with that. Somebody say, ain't nothing missing. I, I know that's not good in English, but come on, say it with me. Say, ain't nothing missing. So let's look at this. In Mark chapter 3, verse 20, because there's a difference between family and relatives. Here we go. We're going to work. Then he went home. Jesus did his greatest work away from his house. That's a word for somebody. Why? Because they didn't respect him in his home. And you cannot get results wherever there is no respect. That's what the Bible says. A prophet is uh, not without honor except in his own home amongst his own relatives and his own family. Which means sometimes people that are familiar with you will end up, watch me, they will end up not fueling you because they are too familiar with who you were. Not who you've become. See, they knew you back when you had depression. You ain't there no more. They knew you back, watch me, when you used to club and sleep around. You're not there no more. And if you are, guess what? Everything about to change for you. I, I ain't judging you. I'm just telling you, more is coming in your next four. Please open your mouth and say that again. Say, more is coming in my next four. So Mark chapter 3, verse 20, it says, Then he went home, and a crowd gathered again. Where? Around him. So the crowd gathers around Jesus. And the Bible says, so that they could not even eat. They could not even eat. Check this out. The crowd is gathered around him, but it ends up affecting his family. And for some of you, watch me, your family trouble comes because when things begin to happen for you, they wonder why it's not happening for them. So now, watch me, you got Jacob and Esau. Remember our last series? You got Jacob and Esau. Now you got hatred. Now you got fighting. You got issues going on, watch me, that are never spoken. They're just shown. Can I show you this? Look. So, watch me. And his family heard it, so they went out to seize him. They didn't say anything to him. They went to seize him. In other words, watch me. That little attitude that some of your relatives be ha have, that attitude is coming because something's gathered around you that did not happen for them, and they don't understand why it's not happening for them. So, rather than celebrate, sometimes your, watch me, your family can be your greatest haters. Rather than be your celebrator, sometimes your family will be the one, you're doing your little thing. Why you got to put little in front of it? What? Y'all ain't going to tell me, you, you trying to do this. You think you're this. You think you're that. No, listen, I will not apologize to you for knowing who I am because you don't know who you are. Look at the verse. It says, so that they could not even eat. So it affects their ability, watch me, to have their natural flow. Please look at me. They couldn't eat, which was their natural thing to do. Because Jesus was operating in a supernatural lane. And when you begin to say stuff like, I'm the curse breaker, you literally are stepping into the supernatural. So then watch me, your natural family folk won't understand that because you're interrupting their normal course of business. You're interrupting their normal. But I need you to hear me. You weren't sent to perpetuate generational curses. You were sent to be the curse breaker. You are the history maker in your bloodline. You are the curse breaker in your bloodline. You're the line crosser in your bloodline. For many of you, you're going to be the first one to graduate in your bloodline. The first one to get a doctorate degree in your bloodline. The first one to get your business in your bloodline. Oh, here goes the first seven-figure earner in your bloodline. I wish you knew who you were. Somebody shout, I'm a curse breaker, man. Feeling real good. Let's go. So look. So that they could not even eat. Verse 21, as when his family heard it, they went out to seize him. Look, what does that mean? They wanted to stop him and stall him. They said, what must mean? Jesus is trying to do what he's created to do. And a crowd is gathered to him because favor always attracts a crowd. 
See, some of you wonder why people talk about you. That's nothing but your favor indicator. Because favor always attracts a crowd. But watch me, everybody in that crowd isn't there to celebrate. So they went out to seize him. What does that mean? They wanted to stop him. You got to be careful that you don't let people you call family stop you when you're doing what you're created to do. But I don't know about all that. I wouldn't do all of that. You wouldn't do it because you ain't the curse breaker. I understand why you do all that. Well, you wouldn't understand because you're not the curse breaker. I'm not offended that you don't understand. I just need you to stop trying to put your limitations on me. Come on, y'all. We're about to go to work. They went to seize him. What does that mean? They wanted to grab him. They wanted to grab him. Here's what that means. Here's what that means. Here's what that means. Leave me the verse. It means they wanted to grab him, seize him. In other words, you ain't going nowhere. You ain't leaving for college. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You ain't leaving here. Our whole family's in this city. Why are you trying to leave? You just running after that church. That's what you're doing. You were, ooh, 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 ooh. I got the Holy Ghost right there. What is that man over there telling you? Talking about you a curse breaker and all that. They wanted to stop him. Who wanted to stop him? They. Do not let they get in the way. Please open your mouth and say, they will not get in the way. Come on. Say it again, y'all. Say, they will not get in the way. You want to know why you stop most times in your life? They. I would do this, but I got to make sure I take care of. They went out to seize him. What does that mean? They want to stop him. Don't go nowhere. And stall him. What does that mean? Whenever your car is stalled, it doesn't mean you're not using energy. It just means you're not going anywhere. If a plane stalls, what happens is you get a stall alert, and then it begins to fall out of the sky. Why? Because it doesn't have enough lift. Uh-oh, here's a lesson. You have to be careful that you're not looking to people who aren't really family to give you lift. Family gives you lift. Relatives make you stall. I'm going to show you the difference. For they were saying, here's what they said, you out your mind, Jesus. Now just, can we be practical for a moment? Think about it for a moment. If one of your siblings came and said, I'm the son of God. I am God in the body. Let's just be honest. You'd be like, so you're God. But you can keep your room clean. No, I'm just trying to figure out. Watch me. It's our natural tendency to make what we know familiar. The danger, everybody hear me. The danger is make sure you're not the they. Because somebody in your bloodline is doing something you never thought you could do, and so now you're trying to throw water on that. I need you to say, I'm a celebrator, not a hater. I'm, man, if you're doing well, do your thing, do your thing, do it. They said he's out of his mind. In other words, this boy lost his mind. Talking about he's God. And look, look at why they said he's lost his mind. They didn't actually have an issue with what he said. They had an issue that he's interrupting our normal flow. We can't eat when it's time to eat because he ain't here. And we got to wait on him to get here. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Why? Because they knew who they thought he was, not who he'd become. And for some of you, watch me, who you call family makes you familiar because they saw you in your struggle so they can't comprehend you being successful. 
but I need you to open your mouth, please, and say, watch me do it anyway. Uh-uh, I'm about to get your faith at a whole nother level. You're going to leave church today like, I'm so glad that I didn't give up the first eight months of this year. Can I get your faith on another level? Say, watch me do it. So look, Mark 3.31, later on in this chapter, it says, and his, mother's, his mother and his brother came, and his brothers came, and they were what? Standing outside. Here's the lesson. Jesus did not invite them into what he was doing. Please listen to me. There are things that if you look back over your life, you would not have invited your blood into it. You t- you, listen, you think that your dynasty is going to look like you. So he said, this is going to be good. We're going to have a family business. They can't do business. They're sloppy and lazy and complain. They're not fit to do business with you. I wish I had some witnesses right here. Y'all sat up and thought y'all were going to be the new Corleone family. Baby, that's a movie. That ain't always like <laughs> You got me? Okay, look. Look, here it is. His mother and his brothers came and standing outside. Notice, he didn't invite them into his dynasty. This is so important. Why were they outside? Because Jesus didn't invite them inside. Look at me. Who have you invited inside that was n- always supposed to stay outside, but you invited them inside because you felt an obligation that God didn't put on you? And what happens? You know if they are they, because when they show up, things don't move forward. Things stop and things stop. That's a word for some of y'all, because watch me. Some of y'all, you were on the fence about certain people. That's how you know whether or not they're family or relative. When you are around, do things move forward or do things stop and stall? Because if things stop and stall when you come around, boo, I just figured out who you are. You are my relative. You are not my family. And I'm not mad at you. I don't hate you. But I cannot, watch me, miscategorize you because I have an expectation from you you don't have the ability to give me. At the 915, I use this. this. This represents an Android phone. Y'all know them big old computers y'all put on the side of y'all's face. It's an Android phone. And, here, and y'all, look, and y'all, y'all really be thinking y'all doing it too. I got, got my Galaxy 8. You have a laptop, sir. That is what you have. I'm being funny, guys. This jokes. Okay, look. This is a laptop computer. What is this for? Computing. What is this for? To put on the top of something. And if I don't have the top to put it on, it's to put on my lap. That's why it's called a laptop. This device here, you ready? It's called a pen. No, you're going to catch it. This is meant to write with. Wouldn't it be foolish if you tried to send an email with this pen? No, and you're like, Bishop, that's crazy. That's the same way you look when you're expecting relatives to act like family. You're asking them for loyalty, and they can't be loyal to you. They're loyal to your enemies. That's how I know you ain't with me anyhow. Because if you can be loyal to my enemy, then you... you you just show me your hand. And listen, I'm not even mad about it. I just don't fool with you like that. Oh, my God. I love you. I love you. I care about you. But I discover that you're a pen and I can't send emails with you. I can write notes. And I wrote a note. <laughs> they will not get in the way. Let's go back. It says, it says this, and they sent to him. Now, notice, he didn't invite them in. Pray for this. Say, Lord, give me wisdom on who not to invite in where they do not belong. 
Because when you let them in, whatever they do while they're there is your fault. You have the power to control the door. And for some of y'all, but I'm going to need you to go to this door. For some of you, what I need you to do is I'm going to need you to just shut the door. There's some folk you let into some places they don't belong, and I'm going to need you to go on and just shut that door. Go on and shut that door. There's some people that watch me. Watch me. There's some friends where you let into places they've proven they cannot handle. Why? Because your business all across the street, and you need to learn how to do what? Come on, open it and shut it. You need to shut the door. Open your mouth, please, and say, I will shut the door. You don't live here no more. And where's that? This place I invited you in. Jesus, notice guys, he didn't invite them in. So look, they sent to him and called him. So they went through somebody else to get to him. See, this is how family drama gets started. Uh, call Carlos and tell him I'm trying. I changed the names up. Y'all were expecting Darlene. Call Darlene. Who are these names, Bishop? I just like the way Darlene sounds. It's just. It's, it's from a movie. Some must have got to do with it. Darlene, Eileen. I said, your mama don't know where you're at. Jackie don't know where you're at. Darlene don't know where you're at. Nobody knows where you're at. All right, are you hearing what I'm saying? So look, it, it says this. It says, it says, uh, and they sent to him. They sent to him. In other words, even they knew we have no business being in this with you. Even they knew. There's some folks they know, and you keep opening the door. Even they know they're not family to you. Y'all are just related. They don't even try to pretend like it. Okay, y'all ain't going to talk to me. They like everybody else's post but yours. Support everybody else's business but yours. Talk about how amazing everybody else is but you. And you the one that was there to carry them through the valley. It ain't, it's okay. I ain't even mad. I'm not even mad. You can't come in here no more. Shut the door. Come on, shut the door. Go to the door. Shut the door. Shut that door. No, you did it too nice. Shut that junk so that, there you go. And for some of you, watch me. Folks that don't belong, that's what's happening in your month of August. I need you to say, Lord, every door that needs to shut, shut it down. Here we go. So they send somebody else. This is how family drama gets started. Anytime somebody needs to reach somebody, say, you call them. You do it. Stop making me the middleman. What you scared of? Can you tell someone something? Mm -mm. Well, I don't have any number. That's okay. I'm going to put you on three-way. Wait a minute. Can Jackie have your number? Here she go on the phone. She got something to say to you. You cut down on a lot of drama if you stop being people's middlemen. You get in the middle of other people's mess when you become their middlemen. All right, let's finish. I got to finish this Bible, all right? And a crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, look, they said to him, your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you. And here's the deal. They knew where to find him because he was consistent. They knew where to find him because Jesus was about his father's business. Jesus was about handling the family business. They knew where to find him. And here's what's amazing. There are people that know where to find you because you are consistent. I know I can't call her on Sunday. She be at church. Yep. Yep. No, I can't call him on Sunday. He be at church. Yep. Sure am. Sure am. 
Notice, they didn't have a problem when you were consistent to the enemy. They didn't have a problem when uh, you was consistent to doing stuff that wasn't benefiting God, stuff that wasn't furthering God. They didn't have a problem with that. So this is how you further identify family. If they have a problem with you putting God first, you just distinguish yourself. You're a relative. You are not family. And I'm not mad. We just ain't family, though. Let's go to the verse. And a crowd was sitting around him, and they said, your mother and brothers and sisters are outside seeking what? You. Everybody look at me. They were distracted by his family. He wasn't. Whenever, watch me, whenever you invite blood folk into where they do not belong, they will become a distraction to the people around you. You're not distracted by them, but they are. Let me give you a Bible. Eli was the, was the uh, man of God. He's a prophet of God. But his sons were sleeping around with the ladies in the church. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me now. They were starting mess in the church. They were creating issues in the church. And the Bible says Eli tried to warn his sons. And when Eli tried to warn his sons, can I give you some scripture? The Bible says that the Lord prevented his sons from hearing because he desired an opportunity to kill them. Now, that's rough. I know that's tough, right? We'll get into it maybe later on in the series. What are you trying to say to me? Sometimes people won't hear you because God is about to deal with them. There are some people in your life, they just won't hear nothing you say. You're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? God is like, uh-uh, I ain't even going to let him hear because this time hurt is what's going to teach him because he won't hear nothing. And I'm so glad, watch me, because we've all had those moments, haven't we, where God has had to allow us to be hurt because we wouldn't hear. But here's the amazing thing about it. God says, you've still got a pulse, so I've still got a plan. So Eli invites his sons into the work of the ministry. But his sons are literally trying to tear apart what he's building. So much so, who takes over after Eli? Please look at me. Not his sons. Who takes over Eli? Somebody else's son named Samuel. Go back to the series graphic. Which means your dynasty is not always going to look like you. Sometimes your dynasty is going to look different than you. It's going to be different people. It's going to be folk that you never even thought you were going to walk with. Watch me. You never thought you'd be in church and look at you at Harvest. You're part of a whole new dynasty. You never, you're like, at church. Why would I go to church? Why would I go? And God is like, I'm putting you in a whole new dynasty because I got a whole new future for you. Can I get you to open your mouth and say, there will be more in my next four. So we're almost done. Here it is. Let's look. It says, Mark 3 and uh, verse 33. It says, and he answered them. Now, all they did is say, your mama and them outside. Nim is a southern word that means and them. Your mama and them outside. Watch me. Why does the Bible say he answered them? Because in the statement is a question. What are we going to do about them? They were so distracted, his guys are asking him, what are we going to do about your mama and them? Because we're trying to have church, and they're sitting out here trying to pull you from your square. They're trying to pull you from your assignment to get in the midst of their mess. Question, why aren't they in here? Why aren't they helping? Why aren't they supporting? That's another way you identify family versus relatives. If there's no support, then you just revealed you're not family. And I'm not even mad about it. See, a lot of you, here's what we do. You get bitter, you get angry. Bitch, I can't believe my sister ain't supporting me. That, that, that's your relative. Watch me. Your sister might be somebody that ain't related to you. Come on, y'all. I can't believe my family ain't giving me no support. You better learn how to be. Look, neither was Jesus' family. 
And a lot of bitterness and anger and wrath that we carry comes because we are expecting people to be what they are not. Instead of saying, you know what, I don't even expect loyalty from you. I'm shocked you're here. I'm shocked you called me. I'm shocked you showed up. Praise God. Amen. Y'all still with me? Okay, because you're going to get free from some stuff today. Because some of you, you've been carrying weight because of your expectation. And watch me. Some of you, you've been putting weight on people, expecting from them what they're not. So this is why you can't even enjoy them when you see them because you wish they were something else. So he says, who are my mother and my brothers? He doesn't say where are they at because he's just like, oh, no, they ain't coming in here. See, some of you, watch me, the enemy knows the best way to get you emotional is to come through your family. Because you'll be strong. You're like a lion. <laughs> and then some family stuff come. I just need some time away. I'm going on sabbatical. I just need some time because it's this bishop. It's a lot. And God is like, listen, Linda. Listen, Linda. Listen, Linda. Don't invite them in. Where they don't belong. Let's go further. Who are my mother and my brothers? Jesus creates a distinction between family and relatives. Here it is, verse 34. And looking at those who sat around him, Jesus says, my family are the ones that can be consistent with me. I can, here it is, count them. So I can count on them. What's your family? Those who bring support. And I, for those of you in this building, don't touch them, but just look at somebody around you and just say, I got your back. Just look at somebody. Don't touch them. Just look up. I got your back. For those of you in a watch party, look at somebody in the watch party and say, I got your back. For those of you where it's just you online with chat, just type it on the screen. I got your back. Looking around at those who sat around him, he says, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God, this is my brother and my sister. And my mother, what did he just do? He redefined family. He said there's a difference between family and relatives. He says, look at me. He says, my family are these 12 men. I don't have a picturesque American family. It's 12 dudes. That's my family. Jesus said, I spend more time, here it is, with them. Why? Because we're headed in the same direction. Y'all ain't going to talk to me right there. She said, this is my family. Can I go further with this? Because many times, if you don't properly categorize what's going to happen, you're going to be angry. How many of you can be honest with me right now, in this room or online, just do the hand wave emoji if you're online, in this room, do the hand, where you have expected things from people, and this simple revelation has helped you to see that you didn't need to expect that. We all, listen, we all have, myself included. Here's the deal. There's a difference between relatives and family. Now watch me. This does not mean you get angry and mad and call them. Because some of y'all are like, Bishop, I can't wait to get out of church. I'm going to tell my mama. Mm -mm -mm. I'm going to call my cousin right now. Mm -mm. Some of y'all texting people right now saying, we got to talk after church. Stop. I, please look at me. I don't look at the pen and say, you know what? I'm so angry with you. Because I needed you to send emails and you weren't there for me. 
I needed loyalty from you. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. That's what I needed from you. You could give me loyalty. The pen looking at you like, I'm a pen. <laughs> I don't send emails. I take notes. All of your hurt is your fault. Because you expected from me what I never promised you. You're expecting from me what I never said I would give you. You're expecting from me what I never said was going to be there. Let's just take a moment to drink this in. Can I get you to just lift both of your hands? Say, Father, in Jesus' name. Say, help me to properly define family and relatives. I release hurt. Come on, I release anger. I release bitterness. I release unforgiveness for expecting what should not have been expected. In Jesus' name. Come on, can I get you to release the praise right there, right there, right there? Come on, y'all. Let's release the praise right there. Let's go back to that verse in Mark 3. Let me just get it to you one more time so you can see this. Mark 3, 34. He said, and looking at those around him, he said, here are my mother and brothers. Who, whoever does the will of my God, he is my brother, my sister, my mother. Notice what Jesus never did. Y'all come here. Notice what he also didn't do. You ready for this one? Y'all ready to shout? He didn't leave doing what he was supposed to do to go check on them. Here's what he said. Let them wait. Why? It ain't like they show up on time for nothing I ask them to do. No how. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Let them wait. You better pull a line from coming to America. The people are waiting on you. Let them wait. I'm speaking to my son, James L. Jones. I need to go a couple octaves lower, though. Let them wait. There we go. I'm speaking to my son. Simba, you deliberately disobeyed me. All right, let's get back to the Bible. I don't know about y'all. This is, has nothing to do with church. You ready for this? Let's just go over here real quick. Squirrel! Let's go over here real quick. Uh, let's go over here real quick. This coming to America too? Listen. All you had to do is threaten me with a good time and I'm ready. I'm going to need Corona to go on and go because I'm going to need these theaters back open. I, look, we're going to just, all of us going to be up in the theater just laughing, eating popcorn, talking about, oh my God. <laughs> okay, back to the Bible. So, Got the, <laughs> got the wrong channels. I need a lion. <laughs> okay. Okay, back to the Bible, church. Come on. So here's the next thing. Once you define family, here's what you got to do next. You got to know that family is important, but it's not first. Many people say family first. Anybody ever heard that? Family first. Christians will say family first. Can you send me a scripture with that? God all is about family. God's about family. Great. Can you send me a scripture with that? No. It's amazing because American Christianity is very different than Bible Christianity. Because American Christianity was a construct of a slave system that was designed to create social stratification It's not Bible Christianity. Because nowhere in this Bible does God say, and I saith unto thee, 
if your mama call you during church, see about her instead of putting me first. There again, I say unto you. It ain't in there. Matter of fact, can I show you what Jesus said about family? I know this is a challenge for many of you to even get your minds around. Because culture has taught us something that Christ didn't. That's why Christ, okay, I'm about to throw the mic. You ready? That's why Christ got his assignment done in three and a half years rather than taking his whole life to get it done. Why? He was able to get it done in a short amount of time because he said, y'all ain't going to put nothing on. Culture is not going to put something on me that the father does not put on me. You missed it. You waste time when you're trying to live cultural instead of living Christ. You ready? So here it is. Let's see what Jesus said about family. And again, please don't hear this. It's nothing about, don't go get no attitude with your family today. It's about, hmm, relative. What do you mean by that? <laughs> relative. That's okay. I'm going to eat by myself. I don't even want y'all to come. Y'all are relatives. Go on and take them to eat and let them pay. Listen, I'm just, okay, listen. <laughs> I'm just playing. I got to finish. Okay, I got to finish. Here we go. Luke 14, 26. If anyone comes to me and does not hate, hate doesn't mean hate the way we think of it. Hate in Greek means this. It means love less. If anyone does not love his father less than me, love his mother less than me, love his wife less than me, which means also love their husband less than me, love their children less than me, uh, love their brothers less than me, love their sisters less than me, love their own desires less than me, they are not my disciple. So how do you know who you love more, who you pick? Whenever there's a conflict, you know who you love more based on who you pick. God knows who's first based on what you pick. And for some of you need to hear me. Because you pick God, I need you to shout, say, God, pick me. Uh-uh, y'all ain't even saying it like you mean Because you've been picking God. You ain't been perfect, none of us have. But because you've been picking God consistently, God is like, I picked you. I picked you to be the curse breaker. I picked you to be the debt free. I picked you to uh, change the bloodline. I picked you. Lift up both of your hands, please, and say, I've been picked. And when you've been picked, you first feel like you've been picked on. I'm going to teach you how to deal with that. Let's go. The Bible says one thing should be first. We're almost done. Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So what's first? God's kingdom. What is God's kingdom? Bishop, what is that? It's simply this. God's MO. What is an MO? Modus operandi. What's a modus operandi? It's how God does things. Well, how does God do things? There are five T's in the Bible that God says these are areas I want to be first. Here's the first one. Time. Time is faithful church attendance. And here's uh, the scripture references there. Jesus, it was his custom to make sure that he was in church. And not only was he in church, he also served. So for us right now, as we're in a time of pandemic coming to a swift end in Jesus' name, we pray for a what? Swift end to the coronavirus separate. So that means digitally. That means, listen, for some of you, listen, I need y'all to get ready. You got to comb your hair again on Sunday mornings. Because some of y'all just been rolling over. <laughs> Talking about praise the Lord. <laughs> So you got you to make sure that God is first in your time. Say, God, you're first in my time. What normally gets in the way of that? Boosting them call me, and I got to go see what they're doing. I ain't going to be able to get to church. Bootsy, that's, that's the name we want. Boosting them. <laughs> got it? Here's the second T. Here's the second T. Here's the second T. Talent. This means we serve. 
Got it? If you're in Denver, you've got an opportunity to serve in the Dream Team. It's my soon to launch Atlanta campus. We're excited because you'll have an opportunity to serve. For those of you who are digital, who don't live in either place, you've got an opportunity to serve. God says, I want you to serve. I didn't give you all that talent just for you to, just for you. I didn't give you those gifts, talents, and skills just for you. I gave them, so what does the Bible say? So you can serve one another. Got it? So I encourage everybody to get involved and start serving. Why? Because God says, all right, I'll know, I'll know if I'm first based on what you pick. So do you pick your kid's schedule? Or do you pick putting me first to serve? Because if you pick their schedule, I won't, I'm not going to be mad. I'm just going to know that you didn't pick me, so I don't pick you. So while other people are surging, you're going to be suffering. Because if I'm not first, you'll be last. Here's the third T, treasure, faithful giving. You hear me talk about this every week. Why? Because this is how God allows the blessing to flow in our life. It's amazing. God says, wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Got it? So what normally gets in the way of us putting God first in our tithes, offerings, virtues, love offerings? It's very simple. <sighs> Sheila needs some more money. So what ends up happening? We divert it from God to give it to them. So God says, I'll know whether or not I'm first based on which one you picked. That's why my practice, this is me, my practice, the moment I get something, because the tithe is the first 10%, that's why I like text to give and digital to give. The moment I get something, give me $2 if you want to, I promise you, I ain't going to send 20 cents, I'm going to send the whole dollar. Come on here. 50%, come on. You get what I'm saying? Jay, God says, I'll know, I'm, and I'm watching too, so are you going to give her your tithes? Because if you do, don't be mad at me if you come up short. Because I'm only obligated to protect who picks. And I need you to open your mouth and say, God, you're first in my life. Come on, I know this is a lot of meat at the end of the message, so can I just get you to just worship for about five seconds and let them know, say, God, you're first in every area of my life. You're first. You're first. Forgive me for every time you were not first. Forgive me for every time I put other things and made them more important than you. Here we go. Last two, testimony. This is inviting people to church. Sharing your story. And you don't have to go into details, but when I was two, you ain't going to do that. The testimony is just sharing. If this is a blessing to you, you should share it with people. Everybody know I like white bread. Everybody know that. The other day, yesterday, I was in the store, and I walked past some biscuits. And at first, I said, mm -mm, mm -mm. I said, the devil is trying to tempt me. I said, but, but give me the bag, though. And I said, I'm just going <laughs> to. Look, here's the thing. Um, um, here's the thing. With our testimony, wherever we go, there is somebody. And in that store, there was a woman who was very friendly. And I said, she must not be from here. And she was very, very, very friendly. And uh, uh, while we were checking out, while we were checking out, I didn't have an, an invite card. But I told her, I said, go invite her to church. Invite her to church. Uh, why? Because I knew that every place I go, I am there to invite. Compel them to come. And right now, if you're not going anywhere, if you're just going to work and going straight home, because that's what you want to do, cool. But guess what? Guess what? You got social. Y'all ain't saying that to me. We're supposed to invite people in. And everybody listen to me. Everybody's included. Nobody's excluded. Don't you let anybody say, well, you know, you can't really come to church until you get that together. Mm -mm. Everybody's included. Nobody's excluded. Jesus is for everybody. Somebody say he's for everybody. Here's the last one. Can I get you to stand for this last one? The last one is your thirst. Can I get everybody to stand even at your home? Can I get you to stand in the building? Can I get you to stand? Your thirst. What's your thirst? My thirst is my prayer, praise, and worship. God says, I want to be first in your prayer, praise, and worship. What is pray to ask? God says, ask me before you ask them. When it comes to praise and worship, God says, I need you focused on me, not focused on family drama. 
Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. So what does it mean to put the kingdom first? These five T's. Let's hit them one more time. Time. Everybody say time. Say talent. Say treasure. Say testimony. Say thirst. Say that's putting the kingdom first. Now let me give you this last point. Then we're going to do that. When you keep God first by making what's important to God important to you, other relationships, hear me, will often auto-correct. See, if you become a better Christian, you'll become a better husband. If you're a better Christian, you'll become a better mother. You'll become a better father. You'll become a better provider. But watch me. If you reverse the order, here's what will happen. You'll fail at both of them. So while you're striving so hard to be a better wife, you'll end up failing at that and failing at being a better Christian. Because God says, put me what? First. He's not a side piece. You can't text him at 1130 at night and say, okay, she gone. Come on. Say, God, you are first in my life. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means, that not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. 
One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.